Hey guys, and welcome to the Passive Fitness Podcast. This is made for people who are ready to make a change in their lives. They are action takers that are ready to pass their fitness and health goals. This podcast is for those that want to learn more about motivation, mindset, nutritional, and exercise training. These episodes are designed to bring you value through straight up information and also interviews with passionate people that are action takers and making amazing changes in their lives and also those around them. Hey guys, this is Coach Jamie Jones. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen in on today's topic. This is the Pass It Fitness Podcast, and we have an amazing guest joining us. His name is Jason Roberts, joining us all the way from Sacramento, California. Hey, Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jamie. Thanks for having me on. Good, good. What have you, um, what have you been up to lately? Did you guys have a fun holiday? I think it was a couple weeks ago, but <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. We um, hosted for the first time. So we did two oh, turkeys. We got a, a smoked nice. turkey and we did do a deep fried turkey. So not very health conscious, but we did it. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it was great. It was nice to have everyone over and, and have that opportunity to kind of play host for everyone. That's good. That's good. I know I've always wanted to do that. I haven't been able to do that just yet, but um, I think that's, that's always fun. Um Okay. Well, you know, great. I'm super excited to have you join us and to have others listen in on some of the topics that we are most passionate about and things we like to talk about, right? Like when we we meet up and do our calls and stuff. Um, Some of the reasons why I wanted to have Jason Roberts in on this podcast is because, well, first of all, you know, the way I, I met him, he was one of my previous bosses and, you know, he's still a very valued friend, literally a mentor, someone I look up to when it comes to handling situations, coaching, um, motivating people. There are so many things this list could go on forever. So Jason, you really are someone that I look up to and I'm super thankful to have as a coach and a friend um, like you to help me learn some lessons in this life. Um, yeah. um, you, you know, you always give a very well-rounded perspective and are very, you know, are able to help me um, see when, you know, where I went wrong and how I can improve and move forward, which makes a really good coach, right? That's, yeah. that's really sweet of you to hear, Jamie. And um, yeah, I really value your friendship as well. And it's, it's rare to be able to work with someone and then not work with them and still maintain a relationship. And so I really right. um, appreciate that we've been able to do that. And just to see what you've been able to do, you know, yeah. that since you've moved on and what you've been able to create is really amazing. So um, I'm just really proud of you. I think it's really great. Thank you. I appreciate that, Jason. I, I feel the same too, especially, you know, it is kind of unusual to be able to stay in contact and see what's going on and stay in the loop. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, so another reason why I wanted to bring you on the podcast too, is, you know, your experience in leadership training, you do this for a living and, and, you yes. know, we'll, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then other things, you're super knowledgeable when it comes to implementing change, you know, uh, as far as like teaching, how, teaching people and companies and businesses, the government, you know, how mm-hmm. to implement changes. And we can all learn from this. This is key to learning healthier habits, making changes in our lives, our businesses, like we're saying, government, our families, literally anything that we can improve on. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Jason, let's give everyone a little bit of a brief intro um, of who you are. So who are you? What are you passionate about? 
anything. Yeah. Anything. So I think, um, you know, in terms of what I'm passionate about is really being able to make sure that wherever I am, whoever I'm working with, whoever I'm just hanging out with, you know, friends, family, and clients is how can I show up in a way that improves their lives in some fashion, whether it's, um, you know, just being there to listen, whether it's offering advice or, you know, sharing some idea of something they could do differently. Um, it, how can I help other people? And that's really mm -hmm. what I'm passionate about is being able to leave a situation and feel like I was able to make a difference there in some way. Sometimes that's, you know, big major shifts in policy. Sometimes that's just, you know, I listened to that person for five minutes and they felt better. So anything mm -hmm. I can do to really um, help make a difference. I, I, that's what I'm really passionate about. And fortunately, I've been able to build that into, into a career in coaching and consulting and help people do that, um, you know, managing relationships, managing people, managing processes, um, all the different things that go into just trying to, to get through life and, and be as successful as we can be. Yeah. What, um, what got you into this type of career, if you don't mind me asking? Not like, at how all. Did you... What is uh, it? So I was saying, yeah, you can totally ask, ask anything you would like. I'm an open book. Um, so I got into consulting kind of uh, randomly, actually. Mm -hmm. I was working at a hospital as a patient transporter um, for seven years while I worked my way through college. I was going to school part time and working full time. And the, the team I was on, I would not say I would not describe it as high performing. Um, there was a lot of... Um, a lot of mistrust in the team and just in the hospital in general. You know, it's it's difficult to have a high performing organization that has so many diverse skill sets and mm -hmm. just a, a large institution like like hospitals are. And ours was no different. Right. We faced all those same challenges. Right. And as a patient transporter, um, I had a lot of great ideas. I was very naive at the time, but I had no authority to implement anything. And I had, mm -hmm. had no idea about this concept of influence or using influence, even when you don't have authority to lead. All the things I would later learn would be helpful. Um, I just didn't have access to at that time. And as right. a result, I got into a lot of power struggles with mm -hmm. people above me, with my managers, with administrators, where things seemed so obvious to me that they needed to be different. And I had mm -hmm. great ideas, um, but they just didn't want to hear it. And so it got so frustrating, both for them and for me, you know, little did I know I was just making things worse for everyone in my effort to make them better, that mm -hmm. I ended up quitting, you know, I was able to get enough um, funding through school for my last quarter to, to be able to quit. And um, so I did. And I realized it was the right move for me. Um, when two weeks after I quit my uh, girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, yeah. um, she said, wow, Jason, that's the first time I've heard you laugh in months. And I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. Like, I was here. I was passionate. I was showing up every day trying to make things better. And all I was doing was making myself miserable. Yeah. And um, what happened after that was kind of crazy because I thought I had enough funding through uh, through school to to get through my last quarter. And, you know, it was some sort of bank error not in my favor. And they said, oh, we thought it was this amount. This is actually your amount. And, you know, panic mm. set in at that point. Like, I don't have enough money to pay rent. Like, I can't, I can't live on that. So mm -hmm. then it just went into scramble mode to figure out where can I get a job. And through some, uh, through some connections, I reached out to an old contact who was, you know, a friend of my mom back when she was in college and uh, just said, hey, we haven't connected in a while. I'd love to see what you have going on. And she was working at a boutique consulting company here in Sacramento. 
Um, And I didn't even know what consulting really was. I didn't know what organization development was. And, um, you know, that, that meeting, that kind of call out led to an entry level position. And um, through that and kind of learning about all these aspects of leadership that I get to teach people now and and using influence Mm and, you know, managing relationships, I was able to look back on, you know, the seven years I spent trying to force my way through things and thought, oh, you know, I was really a bigger <laughs> part of that problem than I realized, right? Um, yeah. You know, all, all good intentions, right? But it takes more than good intentions to to get good things done. Um, You're very right. Yeah. Very, and so, right. you know, I, I was really lucky to kind of find this randomly and um, be able to learn from it and apply it. And now I get to help other people apply those concepts so they don't make all the mistakes that I made um, going through life. Well, Jason, you're really, really good at it because you helped me with a lot of that. So I am very, very thankful for, you know, the the trials and errors and things that you've gone through because you've been able to apply it to your coaching big time. So, man, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit, what is it that you do for a living? Like, what do you do? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I, I should have asked that first, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> ask me that and it's hard to answer it succinctly, but right. essentially I, I go into an organization and I work with leaders to figure out how can they create a better environment for sustained success, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of us want something. We don't quite know how to get it sometimes. And so how can I come in and support them um, to get more alignment in their teams, create more engagement and um, get really real clarity on what are we trying to do here? And, uh, and kind of help support them through that process. So that involves some one-on-one coaching, that involves some training, um, and some facilitation in, in a couple key areas, right? So some basics of leadership development, you know, how do I show up? How do I show up in a way that, that people want to follow, right? Not just using my authority and, um, you know, forcing people to do what I say because I'm their boss, but how can I right. show up in a way where people want to do what I'm asking them to do, um, really be a leader, and then with that, how do I kind of organize all of my things and be strategic about how I approach things so I don't get overwhelmed and I don't get uh, bogged down in all these day-to-day details that a year goes by and I haven't really accomplished, you know, the big goals that I, that I wanted to accomplish. And then how can I look at individual processes and say, okay, this currently takes, you know, five days to do as some sort of turnaround time, but we need to get that down to three. What are the processes I can go about as a leader within my sphere of influence to, to make that better? So it's, it's kind of a catch-all in, in that way of um, supporting an individual or an organization and what kind of combination of those types of things is just going to help them make their lives better, really, and make them want to show up to work because they feel empowered and they enjoy it, not because they just need to show up for a paycheck. Right. Right. No, I think you summed that all up really well. That was really good. Really oh, good. Yeah. Um, well, on the, you know, on the non-professional side, what do you like to do for fun? So like, for I heard you fun. Jitsu before. Are you still doing yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Not as much as I would <laughs> like. I mean, that definitely yeah. keeps me balanced. So, um, yeah, jujitsu is a key one for me. Uh, I, I do that one to two times a week. I try to just to nice. stay active. Um, mm-hmm. And other than that, I, I do um, I like do like to go to the gym. I really enjoy lifting and, and working out. That helps keep me sane. And mm-hmm. um, other than that, right now I'm really really into into family time. So I have a 15 month old son at home, 
Yeah, and so anytime that's I can, right. Yeah, anytime I can spend with him and my wife right now is, is really key for me. Um, so it's, I don't have a lot of outside hobbies besides just trying to, to stay physical um, and, uh, and spend time with the family. Good. Okay. Um, well, just to kind of, you know, tap in a little bit more with your family, have you or anyone in your family ever struggled with weight before? Yes, like absolutely. Um, I'd be surprised if, if anyone answered that question. No, like no, that would right? be, that'd be shocking. Right. <laughs> well, so, some people have a hard time gaining it. So it's a complete opposite. So, right. Well, and it's but, still, yeah. it's still a problem, right? It's just still the opposite a struggle problem. with weight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah. uh, yeah, personally, um, I, you know, always growing up kind of felt like the, felt like the fat kid, um, you know, didn't want to go to the pool. It's during the summer and things like that. And yeah. it's really interesting because looking back at pictures of, of myself as a kid, I was not that, you know, I wasn't super skinny, but I was not anywhere near the size that I, my self image was at that time. Right. Um, but that kind of carried on through high school and, um, and then I got really fit for a while. I was doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu competitively and was in really good shape, um, but then went through kind of a, a really hard breakup. And as I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to, you know, to care for yourself kind of goes out the window sometimes with those really rough breakups. And, um, and that's what happened to me. And so I kind of had this steady decline for a long time. I would have, you know, fits and starts of, of getting back into shape or trying to get back on, on that on that plan of, of eating right and working out. Um, but it's kind of been a struggle since then. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I do all right, but I'm, I'm, it's, it's hard for me, you know, to, to stay on, stay on track and, and meet those goals. Um, do you, cause I know your wife is, it was, you know, um, when I had first met you, you, she was like going for like a competition and stuff like that. Um, is it really helpful to have you both like on the same track or like, has that always, or it's kind of funny. It could be both ways. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny that actually we both do the best when we're doing different programs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when we try to do the same thing and, and be on the same program and get in sync like that, um, it's really hard for her because she starts to get really competitive. Oh. And so when we do the same thing, like if I lose more weight than she does one week when we're doing the same program, it really messes with her and, and this kind of perfectionism thing. Yeah. Um, and so it's way better when we're kind of doing our own thing and, um, okay. you know, supporting each other, but, but separately, it's kind of has to be, really has to be a personal thing. Not like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for us, it's, it complicates it, I guess, a little bit if it's a, a thing we're both doing. So we but try not to still supportive. Right? Yes, so we're supportive good, yeah. of the other person's choice. So, you know, because <laughs> if we're doing it together and like, you know, she wants to eat ice cream one night or I want to eat ice cream one night, then it's kind of like, oh, but I can't because I'm, you know, my accountability partner here. And so mm-hmm. we're, you know, we've just realized that we're much better as each other's support and getting accountability partners outside of our marriage seems to that's, be the best bet for us. That's a good way to put it. That's really good to know. Yeah. Um, I've always wondered that. I mean, just from my coaching experience, I've heard like it's hard to rely on your significant other or, you know, wife or husband to be that accountability partner, um, you know, because then it can a lot of times just fall down. What did it fall through the cracks? Because, you know, someone want, like you said, someone wants to eat ice cream, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and they kind of like give you that that pass, you know, to be able to 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 fall off the track a little bit there. But as long as well, that think- support is there. Yeah. And I think um, it depends on personalities, right? Because some people respond really well to very, you know, direct and uh, kind of black and white um, 
plans. It's like, I need to know that this is okay. And this isn't. And if you draw that line, I'm not going to take it personally. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I need someone in my life. Like I need my partner to be that person. Um, Mm -hmm. My wife and I just are not that, not those people. (laughs) Um, So it creates more tension for us than, Mm. than other people. And I think that's, that's part of what, what change and, and implementing change is all about is figuring out what are all the different ways that people are successful and what, what's going to work for me um, is, you know, cause what works for my wife and I, it's not going to work for everyone. Right. Right. Trying to find what, a, uh, what works for you or a custom plan or working with a coach or something. Right. Definitely. Help. And that's where I think the value of working with a coach, someone like you is, you know, coming and saying, okay, these are my goals. This is where I am. You know, you help me figure out how hard to push and when to Mm -hmm. push and when to not. And, you know, it's, you know, we need kind of that outside feedback sometimes um, to make that work and figure out what does work for us, especially when we're, we're really struggling. That's true. I know sometimes um, I've had some clients recently. I'm like, okay, give me permission to nag you. Okay. Right. Right. (laughs) Don't ghost me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is for your own good, trust me. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't do this for fun. Is I really want you to succeed. So Right, right. Yeah. I've had to learn to to be able to kind of be able to support people and have that confidence and, you know, that that way they know that they can't, you know, just walk all over me or um you know, know that they can't get away with it, right? Because otherwise, mm-hmm. how good of an accountability partner am I if I'm like, oh, you ate ice cream? Okay, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> we'll try better next week. You know? Yeah, so it's that good that. balance, that good balance yeah. of support and accountability and making sure they right. have what they need to meet the the requirements that you're that you're putting down. So it's, you know, right. it's a dance there. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit about that. Um, but Jason, let's kind of dig into your expertise a little bit here. Sure. Um, as you know, you know, I used to work in the leadership training industry and I have gravitated into health and fitness industry and now I'm a coach and lots of people get super excited to make changes in their lives because, you know, they see these results. I mean, not results in their cells yet, but they see results that they want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but when it comes down to it, it can be really hard to make these changes. Sometimes they start off with really good intentions like you were talking about before, but then they tend to trail off or they don't, you know, um, really know what's involved in, in really making a change in their lives. So um, how what would be your approach to this or what are some warm up activities you were you know, kind of talking to me about earlier that you could use to help others change? Yeah, so I think that there's, you know, it, it really depends on where you are. But I think if, if we're at a beginning point, you know, someone who's really wanted to to get healthy, maybe has had times in the past that they've been successful. Um, it just is hard to kind of reignite that passion or, or reignite that consistency. I think the mindset is really one of the most important things to, to start with. Cause if you're, if you're really struggling with, with how you think about things, mm-hmm. how you, um, you know, view a situation or view you yourself, it's going to be hard to make the best choice for you because you're kind of starting at a disadvantage. And right. I think in that, um, there's one, one thing I like to share with uh, all my coaching clients, you know, that I start off with, and it's called the zones of performance. And there, it's just a kind of a model to look at how hard are we pushing ourselves? And when is that too much? Um, and if uh, anyone who's following along or wants to look this up, if you Google zones of performance um, and you do an image search, there's a bunch of different ways of looking at this. But if you uh, one way to to kind of visualize it 
is imagine um, like a bullseye, right? And so you have your center and you have one ring outside of that and one ring outside of that, just like the target logo, right? So think target. Um, But that inner circle though, what we call that is the comfort zone. And so in that zone for anyone, you know, it's different for each of us, but anything that's in our comfort zone is just that comfortable things that we're comfortable doing or comfortable being around and things that we have a lot of confidence in, you know, things that you feel like, yeah, I can do that with my eyes closed. Um, Anything that you feel like you're really, really good at and you can do without thinking that's in your comfort zone, right? Good place to be really important to be there. It can build a lot of confidence when you hang out there. You're like, yes, I'm killing it. I'm in the zone, right? Mm -hmm. Just outside of that, that second ring, is what we call the learning zone. Some people like to call it the challenge zone. And when you kind of go out of your comfort zone a little bit, but not too far, now we're in this area where we're learning new things. Maybe it's something we're not really good at yet or makes us a little bit uncomfortable. You know, it's that whole adage around get out of your comfort zone, right? So we want to be able to to recognize when are we in our comfort zone and when are we starting to get to the edge of that and say, okay, now I'm in my learning zone. Now I'm in this challenge zone. Uh, I'm not really comfortable with what's going on yet, but I'm going to hang out here a little bit and, and start to try something new, you know, be a little bit, um, building some skills, building some experiences. Right. Mm-hmm. But what happens in that third ring is if we get too far away from our comfort zone, then we bypass the learning zone and we get into what we call the panic zone, right? Which is I'm (laughs) so far away from what feels reasonable. I am freaking out and freaking out to the point where I'm not actually learning anything, right? This Mm -hmm. is like base level fight, flight, or freeze. I'm not processing. I'm not learning. I'm just, you know, dumping cortisol and making things worse for myself and getting stressed out. Right. Mm -hmm. In the learning zone, sometimes we can get a little bit of stress, but we're also learning. So we're getting value when we're in the panic zone. There's no benefit. Right. It's all downside. And I think um, what happens sometimes is when people have been in their comfort zone for so long and they see some goal that's so far away and they finally you know, get the courage. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to crush it. And they push themselves a little too hard. Then they get to that panic zone and then they stop. Right. Right. Because they didn't modulate, like, how hard am I going to go right now? You know, let me kind of dip into this and make sure I'm staying in that learning zone, but not getting too far away from what I'm comfortable with that I just give up because it's too hard because I'm not really able to to integrate what's happening now. Right. Mm -hmm. So an example might be the person who goes from I'm eating fast food every day for lunch and for dinner on my way home to I'm going to meal prep, do five small meals a day and go to the gym for two hours a day, every day. Like that's a crazy transition, right? So for that person, that's so far out of their comfort zone that probably in the panic zone. And if anything goes wrong, it's just going to, the whole thing's going to be ruined, right? They forget Mm -hmm. their food one day. It's all over, right? Right. So I think it's really important for new people getting started to both not be intimidated by, oh, well, it's going to take this crazy stuff that I'm not even going to start because that's in my panic zone. But what's one thing we can do differently that gets us out of our comfort zone into that learning zone that we can then build on? Because what happens when we spend time in our learning zone is we get 
comfortable doing that new thing over time. So our comfort zone expands, right? And when our comfort zone expands, our learning zone expands. So now we can start pushing ourselves systematically to do new things. So over the course of a year, we're way farther than if we had just tried to do that thing right away, right? So it's kind of like you didn't wake up one day and you started doing box jumps, right? Right. You were, yeah, you were no. born, <laughs> you were born and you couldn't even crawl, right? Then you had to mm-hmm. crawl. Then you had to stand up. Then you had to walk on your own. Then you could kind of run. Then you, you couldn't even jump just because you could run, right? Mm-hmm. So it's these incremental steps that we have to build on. And sometimes when we get this idea in our heads that I just, I have to go from zero to a hundred or else I'm going to, you know, stay here forever. It doesn't always work that way. Right. Yeah, no, I like the way that you broke that down. Um, And it's interesting, like trying to work with clients that they see these results, you know, that they really want to get, but, you know, it will, like you said, it will send them into that panic zone. Um, If not within the first few days, then within that first week or so. Um, And then a lot of times they just kind of end up pushing you away as a coach or, you know, they stop doing what was in their plan of, you know, of their plan of action. And, um, and I think it's because it is, like you said, it is way too far out of their, their comfort zone and their um, learning zone. And, you know, if they're able to work with a coach and be able to, you know, because even for me, like when I work with my clients, I'll start off and be like, hey, like, what are you already doing? I don't just jump in and be like, hey, <laughs> you need to be eating this and this and that and exercising yeah. on this day. Otherwise, I it won't work. And I used to start off like that because I'm like, well, they're coming to me. They want all, you know, what do I do, Jamie? What do I do? And I'm like, well, what do you already do? You know, so right. I have to take a step back because at first I was like, oh, I really want to help them. Like, I want to just give them the key. This is what I think works. But everybody's body's different. And everybody, like you're saying, everybody's zone, comfort zone and learning zones are different. And even mm-hmm. for like, you know, you, you and your wife, like you're, you know, what you guys need in program is different. Exactly. Right? And so, um, yeah, no, I really, really like the way that, that you put that. Um, let's see here. And I think it's an important um, mindset to have for, yeah. for all of us. Right. So, I mean, I use it with people that I coach as I try to help them figure out, all right, where are we now? Where do we want to be? What's the best first step to get a little mm-hmm. out of our comfort zone, but where we're building skills, we're building comfortability um, and we're not going too hard, too fast. And I think that's one of the value that a coach can give you because we can really lie to ourselves a lot of the time, um, but we don't go out and do what I like to call reality testing, right? So this yeah. is how I see things. Is this real, right? Maybe I can push myself harder than, than I want to. I'm just scared to, right? And that's where a coach can offer support to help you step into that. Sometimes right. we, we don't want to step in at all. And so we need a little bit of a push, right? So that's where mm-hmm. a coach can really help identify those things. And it's why, you know, you, Jamie, and then myself, we are coaches and we get coaching because we need to keep that in mind for ourselves yeah. too. Right. How are we making sure we're building our skills so we can offer more to the people that we work with? Um, so I, I just I really like to keep that in mind is okay, in this situation, am I just hanging out in what's comfortable? Or have I been pushing myself too hard and I'm way at the edge of my learning zone and I just need to be like, okay, I'm going to get there. It's okay. And if I slow down a little bit, I'm actually going to go faster in the long run. Just now's not the right time to push. I got to get comfortable with where I am now. 
I'm already in my learning zone. I'm already uncomfortable. Let me hang out here till this feels good. Then push again and do another sprint. Right. Um, when it comes to, oh gosh, let's see if I can answer or put this question out there is that when it comes to your mindset and, and you're kind of teeter tottering between your comfort zone and your learning zone, what is some advice that you would give someone to help push them? So at being a coach, what is something that, what is some advice that you could offer to someone, um, that is kind of teeter tottering on, on those lines? that make sense? Yeah, that's a great question. So what I like to do is once we've kind of established this mindset is also do um, start with the end in mind, right? Start with what are the goals we're trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. And that way, when we're in this, in this kind of ambivalence about, okay, is now the time to push or not? Is a reminder of, okay, so why are we here in the first place, right? What are we trying to achieve? And why is that important to you? Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes just reconnecting to that, that reason that why is it important to us? The what's in it for me? What do I stand to gain? Sometimes reignites that passion. You're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do it right now. Like that is important. It's not just this, you know, kind of fuzzy idea out there. It's I am here to reach this fitness goal so I can you know, live longer and play with my kids or whatever it is. Like have a deep and meaningful reason. Um, without that, it's really easy to say, yeah, now's not the time, right. I'm not, I'm, you know, and just not really care. So I think it's really important to start with a, a strong connection to, to the outcome you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I can totally um, relate to that. When we do our coaching uh, for Path It Fitness, we will start with your 90 day goal um, mm-hmm. and your, your end goals too, as well. Cause like maybe some people eventually want to lose a hundred pounds. Right. Yeah. Um, but your first 90 days just to really break it up and make it more practical. Um, once we get those realistic goals, you know, very tangible goals, um, and also some mindset goals too, we, we have to write down like, what is your why? Like make that why so tangible so that they can really grasp why they, you know, want to achieve these goals. And then, um, using that why to help them to implement their actions. Um, of course, like writing down their next action steps, but, um, but also really bringing them back to their why. So I, I really appreciate that. That really, you know, adds some credibility for, you know, Hey, let's figure out what it is. Like, why am I doing this? And some of the reasons you said are like right up the same alley. You know, some people like I've had diabetes in my family. I don't want to get that. You know, right. that's a huge why. Um, you know, some, I want to be a really good example to my kids, huge. Why, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, uh, or an event's coming up, right. I want to be able to fit in my dress or right. Whatever, right. Right. So another thing I think, um, is really helpful is if, if there is a, a part of the process where somebody is really just not willing to push themselves for whatever reason, And Mm -hmm. we think from the outside, like this should be in your learning zone, right? What's going on here? That's a key to us as coaches that for whatever reason, if this person's avoiding it that much, there's Mm -hmm. some fear attached to that, right? There's some reason why they're not going there. They might not even be aware of it, right? It might not seem like a big deal to them, but that resistance tells us something. And we can start to work with that and say, okay, if they're not willing to do that step, how can we break that down into smaller steps? Right. What's the halfway point to that? If we're trying to get to go to the gym five days a week and someone's only showing up two, then let's not push for five anymore. Let's push for three or let's push for two, but we're going to stay an extra half hour. 
right? Let's think creatively about what are some intermediate or interim steps that can help us get to the overall goal. It's not just, hey, we had this goal and it's all or nothing now. It's what's going on that's keeping us from getting there. What are the roadblocks? What are the fears? What are the concerns? Um, and being able to, to better understand those can mm-hmm. help us start to push that a little bit farther. I feel like this could be a whole nother topic on its own, but I would love to dive into that someday, hopefully in the future <laughs> with yeah, you sure. too, is, um, is what, I mean, as a coach, what do you do in working with clients or what could you do if you're working in the fitness industry, um, working with clients to help them overcome that fear? Like, is it good to acknowledge that fear earlier on or is it just too early? Like sometimes people, like you said, they may not even know that they have this, you know, um, develop this fear or resistance until it's too late or until it gets to that point. Yeah, I'm not sure that there's there's a a perfect formula for that. I think what's really critical is that as coaches, that we are comfortable holding that fear. Um, yeah right that we're we're able to be with them in that so when because it's going to show up at some point Mm -hmm. and so if we're ready for that and we don't try and just fix it like oh you're afraid let me fix that for you it's like okay you're afraid about that let's just let's just sit with that like let's just explore that where's that coming from all right I don't I don't need you to not be afraid I don't need you to get over it I don't need you to just do it like we can just sit with that and try and understand it better and then figure out what's the best best way forward so the more comfortable we can be as coaches with the emotions of the people we're working with mm-hmm. you know and then know when to say okay we've sat with this for a while now it's we got to start pushing about what we're going to do because we can't just sit in this forever but right. we got to sit in it a little bit to understand it right we got to we got to make space for that um, and I think being able to make space for it and push people is where we can really add value as coaches is um, offer people a, a space to explore that and then offer them a path out of it. Great. Yeah. Very a safe place, you know, a place where they want to, to learn more, be in that, you know, that learning zone, like you're talking about mm-hmm. and kind of teeter totter going back and forth between the comfort zone and learning zone and yeah. not to push it too far to where they get into panic zone, like you're talking right. about. Yeah. And it's, it's always different for different people. You know, I work with some clients and they're like, look, Jason, don't sugarcoat it. Don't, like, <laughs> I, I want you to try to hurt my feelings. Cause then I know yeah. you're being real. And right. for those people, I just, I don't sugarcoat it. Like, well, you know, you said this and you did this and that's not what you said you were going to do. So why did you lie to me? Right? right. And that like pumps them up and they get fired up. Like, yeah, you're right. I got to do that. Other people, if I did that, they would freak out. They'd be like, why are you so <laughs> mean to me? And it's like, well, that's true. That's, I mean, it's kind of mean. So for them, you know, I have a very different approach is like, okay, so we said this was our goal and this was our objective and that didn't happen. So let's talk about why. Let's talk about how we can make that be different. And they respond much better to that. So it's really about understanding, you know, each person um, and then using this, this, uh, this uh, zones of performance model to just figure out what's the learning zone for them. How do they like to be talked to and what's going to work for them? Okay. So from a client perspective, really quick, what are yeah. some things that you would recommend from a client perspective, like in identifying their whys and their fears? Like, I guess, just pull out a piece of paper and just start writing out, like, what is your main motivators, like your whys for wanting to achieve these results? And then like, is there a way like maybe they can start to write out and distinguish what in their comfort zone and what's in the learning zone? Or is this just kind of a little gray area there too? 
Yeah. Um, so I think free writing can, can be really helpful. My wife does that a lot when she's not really sure what's going on. She just starts free writing and it'll kind of come to her um, as she just writes what's going down. I really like talking to people. So if I'm stuck with something, <laughs> um, I'll call a friend or I'll call one of my coaches or a mentor and say, Hey, okay. I feel, I don't know. Something's going on here. I don't know what it is. I just need to talk it out. Um, okay. so, but I think the most important thing, you know, that comes before the method is really f- being open to learning new things. Right. And that sounds so simple, but I think people want things they don't have in terms of fitness results or career yeah. results, yeah. but they, they feel like, but I know what I know and I'm going to do what I can with what I know. And that is going to have to be enough. And so really being open to. I might have to learn something completely new that mm-hmm. completely changes my worldview. That right. being open to that is really kind of a critical first step. And I think what that takes is finding people that you can really trust. And so I think the most yeah. important thing in a coach, whether it's a trainer, you know, a personal trainer, fitness coach, or, you know, a business coach, or, you know, even a therapist, right, is right. can you trust them? Do you feel like they get you? Mm-hmm. And if the person you're with um, you don't have that with, then, you know, find someone else that's going to work with you that you can have that with. Sometimes I'll work with clients. And then after a few sessions, it's like, it doesn't feel like I'm the right person for you. Do you feel it? And they're like, yes, thank God you said something. <laughs> I was going to be nice. I didn't want to leave you because you're a nice guy and all, but right. this is just not working. Right. You got to find mm-hmm. the right person that's going to work for you. And no one is all things to all people. So um, just going to all, you know, I'll be aware of that figure out what's going to be best for us that's very very true yeah I um I have had a couple of clients come through and and um in the same way I mean they've already paid for their programs and everything and and you know like if you're it's funny because as a coach sometimes you feel like well for me I did at first I felt like I had failed them because I wasn't able to help them um but at the same time like sometimes uh, like you know like you said it's just not a good fit um and but as far as like the trust building like that's huge and um I can resonate with that because um I've been taking some other coaching programs and you know I'm always trying to learn and you know learn from others whether it's in the nutritional or leadership or you know coaching in general and um one of the methodologies was you know yeah you have all this knowledge yeah you have all these you know methods like you know how to overcome something or do something but before all of that is that relationship, you know, it's establishing mm-hmm. that relationship, like you said, and then after building that, then, you know, that's kind of where you can kind of help to build the, um, the habits and help them to make sustainable changes. So yeah. And, and do the work, yeah. right? Yeah. Do the work. Yeah. Make it actionable. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Jason, for hopping on this call with me today. I can't tell you how thankful I am that you took the time out of your day to do this. And um, I know that our listeners are very thankful for it, too. And I know, um, you know, they'll probably still want to stay in contact. And if they do, how could our listeners follow you or get in touch? So the best way is probably um, through my LinkedIn. And, um, you know, actually, maybe the best way, are you able to put up links? Like if I gave it to you, could you put it as something they could find on your site? Or yes, I I can do it on my Yeah, um, go ahead and go to my Facebook page. uh, Jamie Jones, J-A-M-I 
Jones. Um, if you can't find me there, then you're going to look for my group called uh, Pass It Fitness, P-A-S-S-I-T Fitness Community. And in that group, you'll be able to find uh, a link to get Jason's contact information too. So Yeah, and you should be yeah. able to find me um, just by Googling Jason Roberts Unleashing Leaders. That's another way to find me. That's right. Okay, perfect. We will have them do that too. So thanks again. I really, really appreciate it. Super, super happy to have you on here. Um, And also, if anyone found this podcast, you know, if it had brought value to your life, please do me a favor uh, and subscribe and reach out if you have any questions or need help with anything. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll chat again soon. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, JV. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Bye.